0: Mike Tyson. Yeah, Tyson. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Mike Tyson. Yeah. Tyson. We try to break. Uh, yeah, it's ludicrous. Hey, this is another episode of Hot Boxing. I'm Mike Tyson. This is my co-host Hooker, okay. <sighs> and today. <laughs> We got the up and coming killer Yeah. on the MC tip. Come on. Hey, Simba is on the scene. What's up, brother? Man, it's a everybody pleasure. They told me they know you. I don't know you. How come everybody know you? I don't know you. Because we, we getting acquainted. So, yes. You know, yeah. Styles
1: P introduced you to me. Wow. Styles P, you did an episode with Styles P and Angie Martinez. Yeah. And he told you, right. he was like, Simba's a killer. And he pulled it up and he was like, yo, I need this in my phone. That was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, Styles is one of my guys. I love him, man. Him and Jada, they inspire me a lot. So when I seen that episode... I was Kings like...
0: back in the day with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what?
1: That gave me chills when you said that. Wow. That gave me <laughs> chills
0: <laughs> <That's a baby. laughs> he jumps, man. He's one of them. He's one of them. I'm like, I might even to put down my phone. I Still like shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. see, also sound like he came up. He sound like he could have been one of the original lives <laughs> I, like I got oh, all artist too Bucky. He just got home. He just got. He just got life back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got he got life back. He did 11. He got his life back. And so, wow, yeah. Wait, wait till you hear an him. He's an animal. He said money, power, respect. I always think about that song. I reference that song because... Yep. Yeah. What's up, man? Tell me, when your album's coming out, what are you doing with it?
1: Um, well, because it's you, I'm going to tell you the God honest truth. I was getting ready to drop a new album, but as of this morning, I pushed it back. Mm. I feel like I'm getting a lot better. Um. I'm understanding the space I'm in, and I'm understanding my identity within the culture a lot more. And before, it was a lot of um, me seeking the validation or me trying to find the sound or find what people thought I should sound like. And now it's kind of just connecting for me all the way around to where I know what a Simba beat sounds like. I know what a Simba Mm -hmm. verse and a Simba hook feels like. So I'm getting ready to go back in the studio for the next three weeks. And I want to go in the studio with, this energy of feeling like this because I'm feeling more motivated than ever. I'm feeling more sure than ever and confident than ever. And I want to take this into the studio.
2: Who's the producers that you're going in with? If you're switching up. Uh, uh, I just got
1: off of a call at 88 Keys. Oh, wow. That's my homie right um, there. Shout out to John Monopoly. Oh. He, co- he connected. <laughs> you us. guys
0: know what they're doing? I know. Never- yeah, yeah. Legends.
1: Legends. Um, me and um, Polo to Don is getting in next week. You and, miss with Hit Boy, too? Yeah, yeah okay. Hit Boy, that's my guy. Me and uh, Hitmaker is actually getting into Miami. Oh, all right.
2: There's yeah, too much so, going on over here, Mike. But no, that, the but that's where I'm at now. So okay. before
1: it was like working with beat makers. Now I've worked myself to the point to where producers Proving are working. Hmm. So I'm at a point to where it's like I'm kind of rapping better than the beats that I'm receiving. So now it's time for me to go to the producers that actually produce and help me take my rap to the next level and the music as well. How
0: you get on? Who did you meet to put you on? God. Mm. God gave me well, the we, power to well, do we it. We know that, but you had God had to bring somebody in your life that could help you.
1: It's a multitude of stories, big dog. Um, I'm from the Bay Area.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: from the Bay Area, where we have a lack of infrastructure when it comes to the the um, entertainment scene. Yeah. So growing up, you don't see a bunch of record labels. Um, E-40 was the biggest thing Too I short seen until I left the Bay Area. Too short. Um, we didn't really get the big commercial look like that being from the Bay. So when I started Hammer rapping, got a lot
0: of stuff. You
1: see, oh, yeah, Hammer's... That's, Hammer's. that's more than hip-hop, though. That's yeah, like... That's Hammer like had pop, Pepsi yeah. commercials in the 80s. That's that's different, Mike. He was bad. You wore parachute pants. Yeah. Oh <laughs> hey, hey,
0: hey! You never wore parachute pants. Like never either. have oh, and never will. will. Right. Never Hammer Hammer was it. so big, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can't imagine how big he was, though.
1: Let me ask you this. What was it like, you being new in that era of the 80s, and Hammer coming out. What was it like seeing Hammer at that time of you being somebody that was? Listen, new?
0: after every show, me and Hammer went and played dice. Really? Hammer oh, was no. just a real person getting his money the way he knew how to get it. Yeah, yeah, that's what's up. Man. He was
2: he was gangster, right? A lot of people always, everybody always say that he ran know, around. With don't all don't the sleep gangsters. on the videos. The way just... bothered
0: Hammer played Hammer. Yeah. He was a good guy, though. More than
2: anything, he was a good brother. I mean, I, I heard so many rumors about people going to the Bay and then they're in trouble. They call Hammer yeah. for help. And so, or or, Hamm- or if Hamm- you got beef with Hammer, good luck if you go to the Bay. Happen Hamm-
0: Hamm- is a, a good, good person. person. 50
1: yeah, 50, bro. Like Oakland people that was really in the streets and the oh. heart and soul. of Oakland he was taking them around the world. So it was like they was looking at him like, this our way out.
0: So if y'all do anything to him, we gonna oh. do something to y'all. <laughs> oh shit. So that's, hammer that's had some good uh he had some good nights. Yeah. All oh, we did play dice all night talking shit. What's the most you ever lost? Me. Playing hammer. I, I'm playing hammer, What? that's nothing I'm thirty. But I we were, I wasn't thinking about gambling, these guys just ripped me up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, what? <laughs> I was just high.
1: <laughs> and they'd throw you in the dice game? Yeah, they did they just be like, Let's shoot dice.
2: They did. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh my that's god. That's crazy. Did you enjoy hanging in the Bay Area like all the of-
0: I never hung out in the Bay oh. when he's on tourists and I see oh. him in different cities. One day he got me twelve thousand and another time he got me for nineteen. Yeah, what? Got a bunch of us play like, oh, but it's just so awesome. Like the excitement's worth the money.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. No, so you know, being from the Bay Area. Um, I naturally kind of had this independent spirit to Mm. get up and go get it, but my mom was in real estate, so my mom did real estate. We moved around a lot when I was little, so... I lived in Atlantic City for a minute. Oh, wow. I lived I know in that. Las Vegas for a minute. I city. Oh, yeah, like, we moved around. We used to be in Trenton, New Jersey oh,
2: for man, a minute. you hood again. <laughs> yeah, you're like a hood trotter. Fucking <laughs> like a glow trotter. You're a hood trotter, yo. Yeah. Those guys are the worst parts. I so, mean, are good now, but you know, like, yeah. you were the real fucked up part. No, man.
1: for real. And, and being like from the Bay, seeing that, I didn't know I was in a fucked up part. Oh, wow. I just knew this was something new. Other than the Bay Area, so I started adapting to the cultures over there and listening to the music. So that's and the food how you got the
2: East Coast,
1: different things. So I was oh. heavily East Coast inspired. Mm. So when I first started putting music out, you know, the the West Coast, our music moves fast, it's rooted in funk. So mm. it moves faster. It's hot over here. We like to dance a little faster, like bounce moves that little. bounce. There. It's a different bounce. I didn't like. I didn't always kind of um, mesh. My style didn't always mesh with a fast sound of being from the West Coast. I always rapped on like East Coast samples or hip, real hip-hop boom-bap-driven beats. So the first thing I realized when I was trying to get my music out in the Bay Area was it wasn't connected. And I needed to go find places where it connect. So I had moved down to Los Angeles. And when I moved down to Los Angeles, I immediately realized I wasn't good enough. I knew how to rap but i didn't know how to make songs
2: oh okay
1: and that's when i kind of fell back for like four or five years when i first moved out here and just really learned the industry how to write a hook how to write a verse um like i just said the difference between beat makers and producers having the right people in the studio getting around the right people the right lawyers and the right publishers that could teach me the game so my whole journey has just been a testament to me not giving up on myself i can't really give one person the credit you know what i mean is because i moved around so much and learned so much from so many people that i had to take and kind of apply to my story
2: was it was it complicated to be there and new york was dominating like you see like all the new york rappers and then you're trying to get put on (laughs) the west coast i
1: never looked at life demographically i never looked at it like Oh, New York more lit, or the West Coast more lit? I just looked at it as black people that looked like me oh. it was popping. Oh. I didn't care where they was from, so I was never really like about repping a region. Oh, it was wow. just it was just more so about being in this culture that I wanted. to. Because it be went back.
2: from New York, right, Mike, then West, and then now the Atlanta just took it.
0: Yeah. Forget about Atlanta, it. Atlanta ass. Yeah, they, they well, can't, yeah it. it's
1: definitely. Over. Shout out to Atlanta, man. They're killing T. it. Ti. Right?
0: Yeah.
2: That's
1: the that's the guy right there. <laughs> nah. Tip tip was the first person to actually uh attempted to sign me.
2: That's fire. Yeah. Really? That the first person. Yeah. yeah. So he was part of the era where he was where he got like Travis Scott and he was seeing yep. a team. Wow. Oh snap. Yep. That's crazy.
1: Yep. It was around twenty fifteen. I was actually on one of the grand hustle projects they had put out around twenty fourteen, twenty
2: fifteen, or yeah, something I like that. Something. Yeah, 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 yeah I leaked this <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, like, I'm, I'm a piece of crap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but leaking, uh, I mean, being in the bay, it, it, it really was like that. Like you pop the trunk, move your tapes, like yeah. you drive around, and because Too Short told me he did that, he was just like pop his shit, make crazy money. Eventually, it's still kind of like mom that today. and pop store, or oh, still doing that.
1: It's still kind of like, like that today. Like if you go to Telegraph, it's a bunch of. We probably the only place that still got amoebas and rasputins. And oh my god, rasputin! Like
2: rasputin, Rasp- Rasp- what's that? Back, it's a uh, like a uh, record shop. Yeah. Really, yeah. I'm a mixtape guy, so we used to distribute to all of them. He's he just really Brought back memories. That's a Russian monk. Really,
0: rasputin. Really, very really evil. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he, that's he dark. He slept with all the royal women as the czar. All the, the women in the czar. Really, really. The queen. The queen had a son that um was crippled and had fevers. And he explained, if I die, the whole family's going to die. Yeah, Rasputin, Gregorio Rigor- Rasputin, he was a monk in um, Tsar Russia. I got to Google that, man. What? And they couldn't kill him. They poisoned him. They shot him. He looked like a monk, so look at him. And so oh, I snap. Know. Oh, no, I, I, I've oh, seen that guy. that's the logo. Yeah. yeah. Wow, really? Yeah, that's
1: what the logo looked like at the store. It's him. I never knew that.
2: That's crazy. See, we, we had to learn that on Hot Boxing. Yeah. Hey. From Mike Tyson.
1: Hey, hey <laughs> pre- appreciate that insight. <laughs>
2: so you, you you felt like, I mean, I know you felt like the um the underation of the Bay. Yeah. Like, some people were confused where West Coast was kind of like taking the Bay vibe, taking the Bay production, Bay. but still calling it West. The and Bay, it was like that for a while. Is, I,
0: feel, I don't even like to say that people be talking shit. The Bay... <laughs> The bay is the bay is more east coast than it is west coast to me mm-hmm. when I go there. Mm. The people are different there than they are in Los Angeles. Yeah, for some reason it they
2: does. they have a connection with Detroit. Really? Because yeah. like the Detroit and Bay thing was like
1: so a big part of that. I don't know if this is the early stages of that, but I know a big part of that is Be Legit. Yeah, had a big presence in Detroit yeah, in the nineties. Now Be Legit is E Forties brother. Yeah, man. okay. So he had went to get some fed time. Mm-hmm. I believe in Detroit in like the early '90s, and he kind of came out there and was like rapping about like the the thirty sticks and like Cartier frames and different things like that. And he brought it back home. So if you listen to like Bay Area music and Detroit music, it sounds like cousins. Yeah, like the way we talk on the beat, the slang we, we yeah. use, it, it sounds like we are related. It's just a, a faster tempo.
2: Kind of like the "Wanna Be a Baller." That's like a kind of like over connection yeah like but definitely. It's detroit vibe definitely. yeah that's definitely. crazy man definitely man how about um the influences from keek the sneak and you know mac Dre? On- keek explain who keek the sneak so keek
1: is. uh keek was a part of a group called three times crazy yes they were a big bay area group three times crazy got mm-hmm. your mind around. that was something we all played as kids and then keek had this like distinct voice they just always stood I up, sitting in my lap, heard my strap smoking purple, sitting in the back of the ground like it was real distinct, back to back,
2: back, back. Yeah, every yeah. time you heard him, <laughs> Mike. Mike is like, <laughs> Mike is like, What, bro? I had to do all this to sell tapes, I had to beat everybody. You ever Damn heard
1: again. E40s tell me what style, though? Okay, okay, so Keith kind of has a similar style, yeah, it's a little more raspy, like
2: Cookie Monster type. Yeah, oh, it's a little yeah. more
1: raspy. Yeah. But, um, Keek had broke out of a group and became a solo artist, and he came out with a song Be called famous. White T-Shirt, Blue Jeans. T-shirt, and yep. And that was like a uniform for us as Bay Area kids. It's like because we didn't always have money to go to the mall. So as long as you had some cool shoes and you had a white T-shirt and some blue jeans, Keek made that song make us what we wore cool and made us feel confident in what we wore. So he's a legend. Um he's he started also a hyphen movement. Too? Hyphy, well,
2: okay, mm-hmm. he gets
1: credit for it. Oh, okay. Mac Dre is the person that defined it. Mac Dre was like everything that hyphy is. Mm-hmm. Everything when you see people popping their collar, dizzing and jumping out of cars. Mac What's Dre What's that lifestyle? It's a it's a lifestyle that we live in the Bay.
2: What's that dance that we used to do? What's that?
1: I don't do that silly ass dance. <laughs> But but they used to do it where they pop their collar and be sweating like they playing a basketball game. They be like, "How, how you do it? I'm not doing yeah. it. Let's look it up. <laughs> look, it up, look, yeah. it up. <laughs> look it up. Yeah, look it up. Right? Am I doing it right? I really just <laughs> type in turf
0: dancing. It look like you're fighting somebody. Turf T U R F dance. Who can like, do it like, like, again? Who? Yeah. I'm doing it wrong. I'm really doing it wrong. Yeah, you really. I, I see people, like, <laughs> really people legs up in the air. That's what you.
2: I I I saw the Asians. They just like they so love that. It. Yeah, they like kill the, it. y'all y'all Asian community love y'all. So this is turf dancing. All right, yeah. I, I I I was doing it wrong, Mike. I think I fucked up.
0: Is that nigga had in the back. no <laughs> look.
2: Yo, Mike, you need to start doing this shit. I could
0: do this. Shit. Yeah, look at Mike. You imagine Mike doing <laughs> I can this? do this shit, though. Yeah, I can do some of this shit.
2: I can't do it, and it's so like physical. What the, the hair do? Yeah.
1: <laughs> now it's really a culture. So we grew up going to like dance battles yeah. like
2: this. That's crazy, yo, look at this nigga.
0: Look oh, at this, this nigga. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, like breakdancing more. meets yeah.
2: smoothness, meets swag. It's, like, it's like swag meets like Look
0: at this nigga. Yep,
2: tutting,
1: <laughs> all kind of different things.
2: So you weren't doing none of that none of that stuff. You no, was just had, you, too cool. I for had
1: friends that was dancing. I would try to dance, <sighs> but it was just never my You never
2: ghost rid the, the whip? Come on, I know Yeah, I, I
1: used to ghost ride the whip as a
2: kid. Explain to Mike what yeah.
0: that is. Show me that. So
1: ghost ride oh, <laughs> is when you you put your car and drive on a street to where you know it's gonna be okay if it just goes straight. And you get out your car and you walk with your car. You might dance with your car. You'd be like pull up ghost ride the whip. Might dance next to your car while I drive itself. I have to learn all that, man. Yeah. You let the car drive itself.
2: Look, look, see, look.
1: So, this is Mr. Fab's song, Ghost Riding.
2: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Fab. It's a legend right there.
1: That's it. Is that like a tutorial? Uh, Go to right there where it says Ghost Ride, the YouTube short. Go to the short, the first one. Yeah. looks like that. He let the car ride
0: by itself, and you did. Oh, look at this shit. Hey, Mike,
2: you need to do that, right? I could do that. Do that, could do that with your Rolls Royce.
0: I can, well, I'm not gonna take the car, but huh? I'm gonna, I can do that damn.
2: Look, 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 look. See, this, imagine your Rolls Royce keep going. You can not stock like
0: yourself. <laughs> uh, my Rolls Royce is rented. Leaf. Ooh, the dumb motherfucker. <laughs> Can you imagine doing this? You, you Let the car, your car, run you over. Yeah. You dumb motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, you're the dumbest motherfucker in the history of dumb motherfuckers, man. And
1: that's <laughs> why, that's why they say in the Bay we go dumb. Yeah, he he got a bunch dumb, of dumb
2: shit.
0: thing is, got ran over by his car.
2: Yeah. <laughs> dumb, dumb, <laughs> yeah. dumb, dumb, dumb.
0: He almost got killed.
2: Yo, look at that. Yeah,
1: that's uh, ghost riding. He goes. From- He's yeah. ghost riding a bike.
2: <laughs> oh. Oh,
0: he's balling, So it. Yo. Bike chasing
2: yeah. ass, nigga. So that's what,
1: that's what ghost riding is. So like Bay Area culture is like turf dancing, mm. white t-shirt, blue jeans, and Nike's ghost riding. They look the like boy. those
0: guys used to dance in the street for money, right? Yeah. Who? Yeah. The ghost rider. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: What what's considered a swap meet there? Is It's the same like West Coast a flea market. Flea market. Oh we so, call so same it all thing. Flea oh, okay. Same thing, just a
1: different you thing. thing a different you get your
2: white tees, you get your do rags, yeah. you get you, you know the African Coulegs, yeah. yeah the bootlegs.
1: You yeah. you're,
0: you're not robbing people,
1: man. Oh so so now we got this new <laughs> thing called bipping. Yeah,
0: tell me about
1: that. So bipping is um it, are it, it, laughing that
0: 'cause we're about robbing people. That's what it's about.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. No, that that's what that's what's going on. So the new thing in the Bay Area is bipping. So what they do is they look for rental cars because when you find rental cars, you know, it's people from out of town. Oh, wow. And most people from out of town leave their bags and stuff in the cars. So people are like, say if somebody rent a car and they'll go stop at a Walmart or something to get something to eat. I mean, get some clothes or T-shirts while you park the car. They was already watching you rent the car from the rental spot place. So they followed you, hit the window out with this little key fob thing and they took all mm-hmm. your They take all your stuff. So now it's getting so bad to where even when you Do you track. think
0: about when you see the lady, the money's in her pocket. You never think about putting your hand in her pocket. I'm not
1: a robber. I never robbed nobody in my life. So I couldn't touch kids like. You never took a dollar out of your mother's purse? No, I, nah, I used day. to lie to women for money.
0: Oh. You're never, a macaroni. I never robbed. a mac. You're a mac, man. <laughs> I'm a player. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. A mac, man.
2: <laughs> pimpin'. Pimpin'. <laughs> pimpin', pimping. Pimpin, pimpin. Yeah, I never hey,
0: robbed. Hey, pimping, Hey,
2: yeah, I never... Was was, best, that's a big culture in the Bay, the pimp stuff. Uh, yeah, Too short, yeah. made millions of it for the sure. pimp culture. For sure. It's you a know,
0: was of- a good friend of mine, before he died, mine um, even buried than Iceberg Slim.
1: Oh, wow. I never met
0: Iceberg. He was a, good, person. Oh, he was a beautiful person. What was he like? A highly sophisticated. Mm. Six foot three tall, slim guy, but just highly sophisticated.
1: Yeah. Great
0: for um, vocabulary. Mm. Just really on top of his game.
1: Yeah, I never met iceberg. I thought he,
0: I thought he became that way from being in prison and reading a lot of books. No, he graduated from college. Yeah, I never knew that. I I read his book. Yeah,
1: book was real deep and it was very. He's a cold guy, cold dude. From what I read in his book, for sure.
2: (laughs) He's a coldness. um, Mike loves this guy. When Jadakiss hugged you, y'all linked up. How was
1: that? Yeah, oh man, defining moment. Shout out to my guy Black over there because he he set it up. He seen it coming. He seen it coming. He was like, "Yo, Jada over there, y'all gotta meet." That's crazy. So uh, we've talked on Instagram a few oh. times, but we never got the chance to run into each other. Um, I ran into Styles, and me and Styles mm-hmm. have had conversations, but I never ran into Jada. So when I had seen him, it was another moment, just like right now, talking to this guy, <laughs> somebody you grow up watching and idolizing right. on TV, and for him to embrace me, you know, and 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 put his arms around I used to
0: fuck we used to hang with a lot when we were younger we used to hang out. Really? Wow. Yeah.
1: Nah Jada's to me like one of the top five lyricists for what sure. You
0: mean?
2: For sure. I mean me coming from the mixtape game I had to deal with all of them like Lloyd Banks, Nas, like What Arnold. do you miss about those days?
1: The money. Like who like was that money. nigga
0: that kid from Philadelphia that was a Meek Mills that got killed?
1: Lil Snoop. Oh, yeah. He was actually from Louisiana. Yeah, but, he, yeah, lived with, but, but he lived with me. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Lil Snoop. So he said the money, the money, and, and outside uh, of the money,
2: I, and and being there when you see like the spark, like you see them in the studio and they, they create, like you see Fabulous first freestyle. Yeah, you see, like I mean, he he's been in like studios where you see like people do ill songs and stuff. I just felt like that. I miss those days. But oh. but you, you're influenced lyrically, you're the punchline king. In your world, yeah, did you get that from like the fabulouses and Nas and 100%. all those? Good- yeah,
0: I get them from your mixtapes. <laughs> but when listening my day, right in the eighties, we would go to a studio. They're working in the studio all night. and The next thing, say, hey, let's go to a club. We'd go wow. club yeah, right go to- after. Yeah, it's like <laughs> one o'clock in the morning. So we go to the club. We stay there at five in the morning. Then we go. To- we get some girls. They go to the studio with the girls. Just start rehearsing.
1: Yeah. What? Have you ever went to a session with Pac?
0: Never,
1: never. Damn, I always wonder what that was like.
0: Smoking, talking shit. For sure,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Park's one of my favorites, man. I love Park. Oh, I yeah. love y'all together.
0: Good. Y'all energy together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This. see this nigga, this nigga was something.
1: Give me well, a story.
0: Listen, right. Um, I'm in prison, so he comes to prison to see me, right? And so he walks in. As soon as he walks through the door, and he comes walking through. They come get me. Everybody goes crazy. All those white boys just start to go. let
2: What? Yeah, and everybody
0: would say, "Hey, stop that! Hey, calm down! Calm down! calm down!" <laughs> <laughs> down, calm down. Yeah, this. Just...
1: That's dope. That's dope, man. Interacting with two guy. That's dope. But if he was mad at you, he was... <laughs> yeah, it's over.
0: Yeah, if mad at it's you. over, right? Yeah. yeah. What do you
1: remember about um his last night at your fight?
0: Um, I remember that night, earlier that day, he made my tape, my, my ring walk tape. And I was waiting for him. He was getting late. Cause I was waiting for him to come. And he came on time. And he just did it one, one take. Well. No. Back to yeah.
1: That. Legendary,
2: man. Rest in peace to two men. Yeah,
0: we had fun. I, he hugged me after the fight. Yeah.
2: You invited him to the fight? Or he, he just, yeah. Man, oh, wow. So you feel kind of like fucked up about that? Yeah. yeah. I and mean, that fate is fate, right?
0: That wasn't my intention.
2: Yeah, yeah. obviously, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, that was I his the, intention. All the reason why, because we stuck together, and um, he was visiting me, and he was getting these cases, and I said, man, by the time I'm coming out, you got to be coming in. That's what happened.
1: Wow. Damn. Yeah. Crazy, because that goes back to something I'm kind of, like, learning to deal with. is like disciplining myself.
0: Yeah, because sometimes people like us that are creative, sometimes we get success, we get afraid and we self-destruct let you know,
1: we talk doing, about
0: yeah. that. I'm it's, dealing with it right now. Because this, right? Like, well, I don't know about you. Like, a guy like me has been through shit, you know? My parents live in a sex business. You know, I was homeless. I didn't know what it's like to live at somebody's house and you're at their mercy and you know, all that shit. So um <clears throat> that's just how I was. So that I used to I really think, um, even though I got successful, I felt like... um What's that word? I felt um I thought I didn't deserve it. Whoa. Why? I, I don't know. If, I just don't know. I thought I was a, I thought I was scum, I didn't deserve everything. I you know, the shit that we did when we was young, hurting people, robbing people for money. And I have a good um self esteem. And you feel like what's I forget the name for it. Mm-hmm. And I felt like um, self-destructive. Why do I deserve this? Why everybody died, and, yeah. yeah, and I, I didn't die. Yeah. And I should. These guys were smarter and stronger than me, and I should have died. And these guys died. And look, I'm getting all of this. I got the best life in the world. So you get self-destructive, something. I don't deserve this. So you telling me, the whole time,
1: you knocking motherfuckers out. You're the champion of the world. Robin Givens, all the women. Everything in life, and you felt like the work you put in to get there, you didn't deserve it? Yeah. That's crazy. It is. It really
0: is. Wow. But Do you listen, feel custom
1: D'Amato played a part in it as far as an early exit to, to where that was know, kind of somebody?
0: By the time he died, I was already sophisticated enough to fight for world class oh. and stuff like that. But, I mean, it's just the fact that he died, I was offended, um, I was wounded emotionally because of our bond. And um, I wanted to see me, I wanted to see um, the rain that I had. I wanted to see me, all the things that we dreamt about, I wanted to see me do it.
1: Yeah, I, I recently just went through that. I was just filming a, a documentary back home and my best friend who was killed in 2020, um, his child's mom brought his son to speak on a documentary. And it was a lot because it was like, damn, like, out of everything I've done, like, he would have been somebody that would have been here,
0: like, happy as hell. Oh, uh, one you. of my friends, Zip, he was with us when we were really doing bad. Me and my wife and I had a daughter. We had no money. You know, we had—and he would make us look good, keep us in Rolls Royces, nice houses and stuff. Yeah. And he died here of cancer. Uh, I wanted him to see us like this, now we're falling off.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it it sucks. It sucks, man. It's, it's it's definitely something we wish, like, the closest ones to us. It takes us so experience. much from you, right? It it take well, a well, lot. Well, I wish
0: they was here with us to do it this take
1: a shit. lot. It take a lot. And then it's like, how do you find those next relationships and those next things that keep you going?
0: Well, we don't find those, but, you know, the memories of the ones we had keep us alive. Hmm. Just say that again? Is. I said we don't find any ones like that no more, but the memories of those people keep us alive. We're never going to find that again.
2: Damn. You feel like music saved your life? That's like, right. is, is that the number one thing that keeps you balanced? I think my mama saved my life. Okay. Um, My
1: mom was a hustler. Mm. Um, a lot of people don't know. She don't like me to talk about it. I was born in prison. Oh, wow. Um, so a lot of things for me from the beginning was kind of set up for me and my family to fail. But my mom would not allow that to happen. So when she came home, um, she was just heavy into just business and investments and real estate and just Mm -hmm. wanting more than what the hood provided. So all my cousins and everybody I was around, they was in the hood, but my mom moved me to a suburban area. So So, it was a lot harder for me to get in trouble being out there. So I had nothing to do but be a curious kid and explore my talents and try different things. So I think if my mom never moves me to the suburbs i become a shooter oh wow i become a robber
2: it would have been guaranteed you know
1: what i'm saying wow. i become some because that's what i was around so by her moving me there it gave me a, a thought of okay well maybe i could do what they doing on tv or try to do this it was no streets for me to be around wow so i always say my my mom saved me and um just my curiosity to wanting to be better throughout music helped prevail yeah once me. i
0: started boxing i had hope for a better life yeah yeah, I wasn't think about it, Rob, and nobody at least wanted it to just do was but, like, oh, yeah. one thing. When when did you know it was, like, possible? I met Muhammad Ali when I was a little kid. I was in juvenile detention. Oh, man. And one day we were sitting in an auditorium. We watched the movie The Greatest. And then the light came on, and Muhammad Ali walked in. And for some reason, everybody was going crazy. I said, I want to be like him. Mm. And then a couple of months later, I got transferred to somewhere else where a fighter was there, and he started teaching me how to fight. And boom, I'm here.
1: Wow. So you, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's crazy. You met Muhammad
0: Ali in a detention center? You know, I was locked up there. So you met Tupac and
1: Muhammad Ali, (laughs) both came to visit you in jail?
0: No, Ali just came there to visit all the kids. He didn't know me. Okay, okay, okay. okay. And then I saw him there, I said, I'm going to be like him. Got you. Yeah. And my, um, what do you call that? When you, um... You know, when you do a motivation, you say, I'm going to be the best, and it happens.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, okay. So I did that, and um, a couple of months later, I went to another detention center. They had a guy there that was a professional boxer. He started teaching me. He introduced me to cuss, and boom, greatest fighter in the world. Wow. Shit crazy, right? Well, wow. When did you know you were the best? When I was around 14, 15. I knew I was going to be champion. championing. Really? And by the time I was 19, I knew I was the best. What, what let you know? Huh? What was it that let you know that? Beating the people in the way I beat them. Knocking them out in 25 seconds, a, a minute, 30 seconds. Yeah. No one ever did that to them before. It's crazy. That's crazy. I remember, bro. Just like you wanted so bad, I wanted it real bad, too.
1: Yeah. And now I'm at that, I'm at a phase now to where it's like, because music is so saturated today. Right, And a lot of people who listen to me, they're not really tech savvy. You know what I mean? So it's hard for them to find new music that they like. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're a kid on Apple Music going through the playlist looking for this song. They don't know how to operate like that. So I've been just so encouraged about like solving that problem and bridging the gap between like the younger generation and the older generation. So I look at myself like an incubator now. And every way I've been moving and things I've been doing is trying to, like, bring the culture together. Because I feel like in rap, we act like we just all got to stay young. Like, we can't grow. Like, it ain't okay to grow up. And it's like, soon as somebody grow up, we say they washed up, they old, they played out. But then a lot of them niggas still be trying to be young. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you... 48 with a family of five and a beautiful house talking about how you still in the hood doing shit you ain't done in years. So it's like the kids, we don't relate to it. Confused. We want you to talk about your family like your wife so we can Mm -hmm. know how to get there when we get to that age. So I've just been trying to like shine light on that and and I'm becoming like obsessed with the shit.
2: You should be. You must hate TikTok then.
1: I love it. Oh, you love TikTok? It helps us grow.
2: All right. There's a lot of that crazy music. That's it helps rampant. us grow. Okay.
1: It helps us grow, bro. Without mm. TikTok, how do people see me today? Mm. In a time where people say rap is dead. Okay. Right? So if rap is so dead, how can I post a TikTok and do 10,000 comments?
0: Well, rap you, is you, you, never going to be dead because the new mm. the new shit that's coming out, it comes from rap. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, rap is never died. It just has different names i agree
2: i mean you, you you fuck with the platform but tiktok artists well that's a different conversation. yeah that's that's probably what i <laughs> well, that's what i meant to say because you've heard weird songs getting 100 million streams for sure and, and you're like what that
1: for sure i think we just in a time now where it's
2: i mean i'm not saying bad these kids are making money yeah that's the only good part about it yeah but it just confuses the hell out of like kids like, like my kids be like trying to understand like yeah am i supposed to like follow this because when i when you were young you used to watch like you know run dmc yeah. big daddy kane and then we understood why wu-tang is in your dna mm. they don't have that in their dna now there's no dna artists like that i think now
1: man b- because what you're talking about is like owning the craft right like people respecting own it, the craft owning respect it. it i think now it's respecting an audience and whoever can develop an audience let's take someone like a jake paul right doesn't come from a boxing background like he's a youtuber that we all started following but then he started boxing and then the guy looks actually okay yeah so we buy into it you know what i mean and because we buy into it it broadens his audience up and i don't think he cares about how The box, Roy Jones, or how this person may feel—you know what I mean—about him being a boxer because he's selling tickets. Yeah, it is the same thing in music. I don't think some of these TikTok art—they don't care about being the best rapper. They're just getting the audience to sell tickets to feed themselves.
2: Ask Mike. How do you feel about looking at like, like fighters making money from?
0: I think it's a good idea
2: because from making money from social media, without all the hustle, it brings a
0: lot of attention to boxing. You know, Jake Paul gets 70 million views. What champion gets that? Maybe Canelo. Mm. He's a little white, but he's not not really his gig, but he he took advantage of the whole situation.
2: Mm. A lot of people forget that the boxing business is an entertainment business.
0: It's all about entertainment. The greatest fighters in the world can't make a dollar because they're not exciting. I like Jared Anderson. He's, oh, he's a baby now. He can't... He's coming. See? I know he's coming, with He's a baby. He got put his head down. His head's up too high. Yeah. He, last fight, he got hit a couple of times.
1: I brought him out the last yeah. fight. Yeah. I, remember I, watched the, school, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I watched the whole thing, and I, I seen exactly what you were saying. He yeah, was, he got hit
0: a couple times. The guy with the black shorts. So, mm.
1: Jerry yeah. liked to fight.
0: Yeah, so, but so he not, just got fight smart.
1: Yeah. Especially
0: with his head hit. That guy shouldn't have hit him.
1: How you feel about Tank?
0: Tank is the greatest, man. He's great. T- Good guy. He's locked up now, right? Uh, he's, thinking- doing, yeah, he's doing a little bit. He's
1: out. I think
2: he's out. Oh. I oh, think he's he Yeah. Think uh, Bay Area experience watching Mike Tyson fights.
1: Going to my Uncle Richard house. My Uncle Richard was the person in my family who had the most money at the time. Oh, really? Yeah. So my my grandma, who was the rock of our family, had caught emphysema mm. when I was very young. I had that before you,
0: Scott. Yeah. He ain't brave
1: enough. Yeah, she passed away. And when she passed away, my family kind of really went through, like, tough times. So my Uncle Richard had this house um, that was just, like, this big-ass house. And every time Mike fought, he would barbecue. He Everybody get the DJ over there. Turner. He get the the jumper for the kids. It was a whole <laughs> Mike, thing. You no, know,
0: dig, right? I always tell people, I wish I could have been a fan watching me fight. That's crazy. Everybody's so happy. I'm it's like, like not getting it, right? They're yeah. happy and fucking hit me on the back. Mike, Mike. I said, <laughs> fuck, I wish I could have watched me fight.
1: Nah, it was like a birthday party every time he fought. Like, for my family... It, like, it wasn't even a question of what you we know, was doing when Mike Tyson was fighting. It was, so was funny. going to Uncle Richard's house and barbecuing and getting together. To watch when I was fight. in the
0: ring, right, I was so relaxed. I could see everything, everybody. So after the fire, I go to my man. I say, yeah, man, who was that girl in the red dress She was talking to? He said, Mike, how you know I was talking to her?" He said, Mike, I know you didn't see me up there. <laughs> yeah, I'm so relaxed. I see everybody, everything and everybody when I'm in the ring.
2: Wow. That's crazy. Everything. That's actually smart because his fights were short. So it's good to have like a backup. Even a long one. Even a long
0: one. i see everybody in the
1: audience. But then we used to to bet on how long the fights would last. (laughs) So I remember two of my uncles actually got into a fight one time because (laughs) it went to the third round. Oh, no. It went to the third round. I can't remember exactly who you was fighting, but the fight went to the third round and my uncle had bet that it wouldn't go past the second round. (laughs) And then they start getting in the argument. He was like, we're talking to me like this. Who are you talking to, nigga? Who well, Then they start fighting.
0: <laughs> that's what those <laughs> fights do to you, man.
1: It was a whole thing. So that's just, what I remember. But just
0: like you, I thought i ever wanted to be a heavyweight champ. That's all I ever wanted to be. Yeah. You think you want to be a superstar?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's legendary, man. You did it.
0: Soon they'll be calling you a legend. Mm. I'm
1: working on it. I'm I'm
0: working it. on
2: it. That's the goal. That's the goal, man. It's crazy by hearing him how he came up, experiences. Now I see why your music has all the experiences in there. Yeah, like the real. Like you 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 talk about real life in your songs yeah. where you could take the cheat code and do the twerk dance. Exactly. You don't choose that, those routes too tough.
1: Nah, I feel like there's still an audience for that. Yeah. And I feel like that audience has been abandoned. Right. You feel
2: like you came out at the right time because it's big now. I it feel like
1: a... one thing got in my way. What? COVID. Oh, wow. But it it helped me become a lot better. But I feel like it would have, if we didn't go through COVID, I would have been a lot further. Oh, wow. So I was dealing with situations where I'm going viral in 2020. LeBron's reposted me. And Shaq and KD, and I can't go do a show. I can't go host a club. I'm still in the house broke at the time, like with no money in my pocket. Then I found out I was about to have a son. Oh, man. So I'm like, this is just too much. But it made me be like, I'm either gonna bitch about it or go harder. And I took my broke ass to the studio every day and just kept going. And the songs I made yeah. helped me get my deal and changed my life. It was a of
2: life. The usual, the usual suspects. You got Roddy Rich. You got.
1: Hey, them my guys, yeah. man. Roddy, uh, me and G Herbo just yeah, did G-Herbo. something. I love T Grizzly and Skiller baby. Them my guys. Here we go. One the- person I love working with the most is Dr. Dre. Oh wow, that's the person I like working He's
0: with. He's the, the m- king.
1: Yeah, that's the person I like working with the most. How Be- was that experience though, Dr. Dre? He got
0: the best beat.
1: Yeah. But he also has the best ear and the best understanding of rap music. And you stand still and listen when he talks. I shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't say a motherfucking thing when I'm in there with with Dre. I'm just like, I'm listening. And everything he tells me to do, it ends up being two times better than what I thought. So it's like times where... So I got this song um, on my project called Can't Win For Nothing. Mm. And... Um, I say, I woke up this morning with all these thoughts in my head. Jumped out the bed and stuck my tone edge. The girl who I was texting last night left me on red. I ain't tripping because I hooked up with a homegirl instead. Dre taught me how to say it like, I woke up this morning with all these thoughts in my head. Jumped out the bed and stuck my tone edge. Ah. So I started acting it out. Fire. And I didn't know how to do that until I got around him and him kind of coaching me to doing that.
0: Dre the actor too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he he he's different. He be hearing shit. I be like, Brian, I didn't even know that was in there. Six, he, got like, a, he,
2: got, he got like a sixth sense in hearing. Like, I don't know. That's crazy. Production situations. Especially, he's, he's really special. Man. Definitely is. Definitely is. You what's think, somebody
1: you liked working with the most?
2: Um, I, You know, I love seeing Swiss Beats. And uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, DJ Premier. The way they put the concoct songs together.
0: What was early 50 like?
2: Early fifty was like a machine,
0: yeah, it was fucking off the hook machine he had the robbery song and all that Yo,
2: mm-hmm. Mike we would do full mixtapes one night like really? there's no three four days. you come back one day and everybody's in there clockwork machine, tape done, gone there's no I don't know I don't know how long people take to do that shit now, but we were focused, and dropping a tape every month is crazy every month we're we're on the heels of every artist. But it's good. We gave, you know, openings to, like, Lil Wayne. Everybody everybody did mixtapes, and look where they at today. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good mm-hmm. to pass it down.
1: No, for sure. What was, like, a legendary session you remember with him?
2: Um, or a song that we all grew up to that you probably well, remember? Well, the, the, you know, the legendary stuff, you know, like, thank God I'm connected with Mike. Some House. House. <laughs> so, no, 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 I didn't work with J. so Like so, 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 okay. try to get me killed.
0: <laughs> I'm talking about the song, the this tapes they did. Oh no, you
2: talking about that? No, I didn't work. I, I, I physically was not in the studio with J. Let's make this clear because Fifty will have you on his Instagram. Yeah. You know what I'm but, uh, uh, but uh, I think me stealing a Tupac song that nobody never heard, and me stealing a Biggie song and then seeing Fifty do those songs in the studio, that was like. And he did it like clockwork. It's like he heard the verse once, and he did. And I think that was like fucked up, like crazy. Like, mm-hmm. and the adrenaline rush of like putting it out without permission from Diddy, Suge Knight looking for me. And that's why he's laughing at me earlier, because every time he, he hears me in LA, he knows I'd be running, because Suge Knight almost caught me a few times. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what know did he why. say to you? Yeah. No, I ran. No, I, no. I didn't see him to talk to yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> Look out of here like they got thank you promoter that told me should Knight was at the front i went up the back of the club yeah so, they, whoever that was
0: was he looking for
2: you yeah because um i think big boy um shouted out my club like i was performing in la so shick knight was like what so pull it, up. it was easy to pull up he had all those like you know the mexicans and shit with him well, and then but they were in the front so thank god there was an exit in the back and then i got there just in time shout out to uh mike lighty chris lighty brother you going. got you in to get yeah, out the smallest gun i ever saw it was like this little like he was like i'm gonna get him i was like nah we didn't do any of that yeah get me the fuck out of here yo and that
0: was it you don't want any trouble yeah, huh? yeah. Sick, sick it yeah it is,
1: right? this, right because this something me and like my generation of rappers talk about a lot um was it more dangerous back then and y'all just didn't have cameras
0: it was very dangerous back then. Life didn't work for Nickel back then. So mm-hmm. our
1: shit just publicized. It's not as bad as it looks.
2: A lot of people don't know. I DJed with CNN Capone and Capone Noriega first, and they were maniacs. So I tore with Mob Deep where people were shooting like at every show, like hood shows. So I became desensitized when people start, you know, you know, being in Brooklyn, yeah. there's a shootout in every Brooklyn backyard party. So you become like... And listen, you listen.
0: sometimes they're, best, they're both your friend. They may be family men. They start going family out. Family men, but they're both you love both of them. Yeah. you might go to that you might go to die have have a dice game with one of them then leave him and go to the hospital and he shot him the guy yeah but isn't it crazy how you see like
2: you can see the actual shooting going but it's slow because in my position i'm in a dj position so i'm in the dj booth mm-hmm. but everything is slow i can say everybody running the best but you can see not it not open up everybody yeah. know what's going down so the, you see the up. guy with a shotgun and it's slow and the best thing is you don't run. I never ran because I know it the guy's not aiming at me. Mm-hmm. People will get shot in parties. It's people that's just running around <laughs> rapid go crazy. Mm-hmm. So I learned that from like hundreds of shows in the hood. At every state, 50 loved the energy of the violence. Like he loved like, it's like he was an action hero. Like, Bro, he we was be small hearing, face in every club.
1: I be hearing all these stories about, like, y'all putting razor blades under y'all tongues. Oh, yeah, that's nice like, right yeah. We all had a vest. New
0: Yorker. The you Mexican ain't cut cat. your tongue nah, up? No, that's a street. That's some prison shit we yeah. do.
1: Yeah, that's different. I don't want no parts of that. There's too many women out here. Mike. I mean, think <laughs> about it. Like, you,
2: know, I, I, you know, I think it's a, it is really? more safe now because back then you needed 30 guys to go in a club. You don't want to go to Connecticut. You don't want to go to the Bay and you just like the confrontation. People will come test you. So if you see 30 people, you'll stop and think. You can still test them, but it's going to be some kind of repercussion if there's 30 guys and we all have guns. So there's a respectability, and people respected him for that because not because he had 30 guys with guns. They respect him because he ain't stupid. Who the fuck is going to go? I'm not going in like, St. Louis or freaking—you know, those places are crazy. Like, Mike got a pass in every state. He knows every street guy.
0: And we— I was locked level. up with a bunch of guys and I know guys through him and it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. She
1: was all of their heroes, yeah, like all the street guys like where I'm from every he was a hero yeah. <laughs> I got an uncle that used to uh just kick everybody's ass on the block. they call him Tyson <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, was like, I was
0: like I was like guess one of the first street guys <laughs> that started making money like that, mm. you know what I mean, and then everybody started making a lot of money. People started making their own clothes, all those guys.
2: Mm. Trendsetter, man.
0: Then they started making their own music, owning their own company and everything.
2: What you used to think when
1: you
0: used to walk to the ring? Um, I'm God. No one can beat me. You know, that's just what you think when you make your music.
2: Speaking of making music, when you go in, are you going to have Mike Tyson in your bars? After this experience,
0: he's gonna come. He's gonna come out when I'm when I come to an exhibition. He's gonna be singing. Come on, let's do it. Rapping, coming let's out.
1: I'll <laughs> I'll make a. Sorry. I'll make an exclusive song for that. <laughs> I'll make an exclusive rap you hear for this, that. You hear
0: this, yeah, this way. Yeah, you want to rap with who? You want to have a co- um, collaboration with?
1: Me and Jada Kiss.
0: Oh, that's gonna be cool.
1: Me and Jada Kiss. I feel like that would be great. Me and Jada. And we're talking about it now, but to do something. If you was to do an exhibition and me and Jada kiss was to walk you out, I, I, right I, was... <laughs> I could let it all go right there. Yeah, I, it I like, did it. Yeah, yeah. It's over right there. <laughs> it's a wrap. I don't want to hear nothing else. It's <laughs> over.
2: Explain hell of a feeling, like the concept of like, you know, I've had issues with chicks going through my phone. Yeah. It's so annoying, yo. Like, yeah. You know, a girl. And we just had like, you know. So hell of a feeling. What hell? What's going on? Um, right? I actually
1: took, um my family to Hawaii Mm. um, for New Year's, and this was, like, this has been, like, my first year and a half of actually having some money, so I've never really been able to, like, take my family on a trip or just do different things, so this was the first time I was able to do it, so um, we're on the trip, and I'm just, like, enjoying all these different things, (laughs) right, and then I get the...
0: (laughs) <laughs> Who is this?
1: What's that? <laughs> and it's New Year's. And I was like, as much fun as I'm having, I can't let this spoil the moment. <laughs> oh. I got to let this be a part of the, the, bo- process the process and a part of the moment. How do I channel the moment? And then the only way I thought to do that was to write a rap about it. Fire. So that first verse I wrote while sitting in the backyard of the uh, property we had rented. Mm. And my son was just jumping in the pool. <laughs> And um, the verse was originally a little different. It was a lot more vulgar. (laughs) And what happened is we couldn't clear the sample because they wouldn't allow me to curse on the sample. So if you listen to that song, it's no cuss. Oh, that's right. So I had to kind of go back and clean it up a little bit. But it was more to the story.
0: What song was that? It's
1: called Hell of a Feeling featuring LaRussell. Just put it out about four or five days ago. So uh, it was a great, great experience. I was that guy with Russell.
2: Man? He's cool as hell, great man. dude. He's supposed—I think he's supposed to be a leader, man. He is. No, I mean like like a like a maga max, not yeah. rapper, but he's supposed to be out there. Like, he is. Just it's trouble. just all with growth. That's fire, dog.
1: It's all with growth. He's a great guy, and um, he's mm-hmm. been someone that's like gave me a lot of balance. Hmm. We've kind of taken two different routes. He went the independent route. I went the major route. Oh. Um I kind of like the major side of things a lot more. Um, and he's somebody that likes to build with him and his own. you know what I mean, and kind of build that out to where they don't really have to communicate with corporate or communicate oh, wow. with different structures and things like that. So I respect that, and, like I always tell him, he was better than I was at assembling the team around him. Mm. For me, it was tough because I grew up around a lot of rappers, so it's hard to make the homie the publicist or the manager when he really want to rap yeah. you know what I mean they still living through me yeah that's crazy he kind of had people that just only want to be the cameraman <laughs> and only want to be the publicist yeah. it was hard for me to find those people so um I got a lot of respect for what he built you lyrically respect him too right? definitely the definitely we got a lot more music
2: coming too that's fire
1: for sure what's the
2: thing you got with double XL like the cover man what, what
1: happened man uh no, I was just joking. Shout out to Vanessa. Oh, no. Vanessa. I love Vanessa. Vanessa. Yo, no, Vanessa big V. Like Shout out to Vanessa. <laughs> oh, we can't. Vanessa, I love nothing you. Nothing
0: big in front of nothing big in front of somebody's name. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> v you're beautiful. No, I was sitting down with Bootleg Kev um, yeah. on oh, BT right weekend. Yeah, right and me and Kev got this relationship where he's like my white brother. <laughs> right so i'm just anytime i'm with him we just openly honest yeah, and i yeah. forgot the camera was on oh. <laughs> so we was just talking and i you was like, about v huh? no nah, i didn't talk about v i was talking about the list but uh i don't have no issue with nobody yeah, I, on the
2: list I, I, I didn't take it like that yeah we know? was just talking because he said uh double xl they're just throwing all these tiktok rappers on the cover now yeah. or social me- you know like social media pushed artists yeah so it's not normal
1: there's no thing, and then also, like, I'm someone that's a little, I've been around a little longer mm-hmm. than the people that was on that list, so I don't think Vanessa no longer looks at me like a freshman.
0: Oh, okay. Young Buck.
1: I'm a sophomore.
2: <laughs> but the, the, the styles of going in, like, you know, you see you going back in, um, do you write? everything on paper i know like i've been in art with, with artists and they just have everything in their heads
1: yeah i haven't wrote on no paper in years what yeah i don't i don't know pun- how to and do you that. do punch lines uh yeah but a lot of my shit comes from like if i go through my phone i'll just show you like i walk around throughout the look day. at that mike
2: look how you got everything written
0: My fish.
1: i walk throughout the it's day bars write lines down <laughs> oh shit. Day, that's
0: punching. tupac did right all day that's,
1: Free, man, I got the 22 Immutable Laws of Brandon in here. Um, I just walk around all day, and I just write songs and put ideas in my phone. So I get in the studio. Sometimes I have a topic, and sometimes I like to work with my homies in the room okay. because we all see life from different perspectives. So my guy Black, me and him relate to each other a lot, but we also got friends like a, a, a Fee or a Kurt where they are come more... They're more street into the streets a little more. So me and him and agree agree on things, and they'll be like, "Yeah, but we see it from this perspective." Oh, sweet. so we okay. Boom. Let me say it like this, then, to
0: where we both
1: can agree on the line. Come no on, we got
0: here. We got some right, gifts. I need you to do this. Some goodies. Got okay. tens of millions of views right there. Okay. I need somehow they can see you get in touch with you. Okay. You're on, You're on. You're on um, are you on Instagram? Whatever. Yeah.
1: Yo, what's good? It's your boy Simba. And right now I'm with the legend Who Kid. And my favorite boxer, Mike Tyson. I got a new shirt. I feel accomplished. I feel validated. It's on. Y'all can find me on all platforms. Yeah. At The Real Simba. That's T-H-E-R-E-A-L-S-Y-M-B-A. Hit, b- hit some
0: bars. Let them know some bars. I, I need the booth
1: filled with Mo Smoke. Gotta pay the Cholos. Oh, my jeweler for two years. Just paid him back two days ago. I'm just trying to stay professional and not correctionals. When God made me, he was giving a confessional. You niggas' sections got no girls. I think wow. they moving so-so. Call it high-skid. I ain't scared to say no homo. Niggas pushing P-approach. Push a tip to Popo. They ask me who I do it for. Aiden Lennon, bro, bro. I just stand on business, so I get it complimentary. Girl, don't ask me for that shit. You want that make you temporary? It get very scary. So I'm giving niggas hugs. Penitentiary, cemetery, buried many thugs. Hey. Woo. Don't hurt them too Classic
2: bad. Classic moment Don't on Hot Boxing. Them. Why are you
0: hurting them like that? Yeah, man. man? Dirt, man. Come on. Why are you hurting them like the fuck?
2: This album title. Oh, album man. title. You got just the trying, title?
0: I'm just trying to
1: make a hit. Like, Please. As hard as he punch. <laughs> <How about laughs> yeah.
2: Album title. Do you have the new, yeah.
1: the new album title was called Don't Call Me Now. Oh, You heard it
2: on Hot Boxing first. Thank
0: you. All right, hey, this is another episode of Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. We had the great Simba here. Thank you, brothers. brother. Thank,
2: Thank you. Thank you. It was you. the best. Thank and you.
0: And then also we have my co-host, Mr.
1: The stuff I like.
2: I need to try I'm that new. Do, um, I'm going to
1: roll, roll some of
0: these up now. Yeah, let yeah. me have one of these. Yeah, let's, take let's take one, one, one together.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, no! I said I haven't taken one of these
2: It's edible? Oh, it's, it's edible. It's starting now. Right. The bites. It's starting now. <laughs> Oh, this
0: man. was genius. Who
1: thought of the bites? Oh, this, this was genius. The guy who
2: bit the fucking ear. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what? What made you bite him? <laughs> Started kicking my ass. So I thought, oh, this shit got stopped. That's the realest answer ever. So you felt
1: like you felt like Holyfield was getting the best of you so bad you had to just bite his ass. Yeah. I love it. I'd have bit you too, Holyfield.